Welcome to this edition of Head to Head. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 218 of the podcast. And in this episode of the podcast, I am talking about the MVP caliber season being had by Yankees outfielder Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is having one of the best seasons by a Yankee ever. Judge reached 40 home runs on the season before the month of August, becoming the first player to do so since Barry Bonds with the Giants and Luis Gonzalez with the Diamondbacks did it all the way back in 2001. Judge currently has 43 homers on the season and is on pace to end the season with 65. Prior to this season, Judge hit 52 home runs as a rookie, winning Rookie of the Year, and last year he had 39 homers, though there's no doubt the 30-year-old has elevated his game to an end. MVP level this year. He's hitting 300. His career batting average is 280. He's having a career year all around. He even robbed a home run against the Royals. There was a stretch where he hit a home run in 12 of 14 games and he hit five home runs in a series against the Kansas City Royals and he's hit three walk-off home runs this season. So why you ask is this the season where Judge looks like the definitive best player in all of baseball? The answer is quite simple. He's a free agent at the end of the season. The Yankees did not lock him up to some mega deal to avoid free agency. In fact, they almost went to arbitration with him over his salary this season. I really believe his upcoming free agency is what's motivating Judge to have this spectacular career year. And normally, we don't get to see star players in these situations. Usually, they either come to a long-term agreement with their team or they have been traded. In particular, based Baseball has become obsessed with job security. Rarely any of the good players have one year left on their contracts. Even baseball managers don't manage their teams with one year left on their deals. Some of the best seasons I've ever seen have come from guys with one year left on their contracts. Adrian Beltre had not the best ending with the Seattle Mariners, having only 44 RBIs in 111 games in his final season with the team. He ended up signing a one-year $9 million deal with the Boston Red Sox where he hit 321, 28 home runs and 102 RBIs because he was playing for his future in the game. When you're locked up into one of these 10-year deals it must be hard to be motivated. Beltre was motivated and was rewarded with a big contract. Also, in his final season with the Dodgers, Beltre hit 48 home runs and because of that signed a big deal with the Seattle Mariners. Outfielder Carlos Beltran was headed to free agency in 2004 when he was traded to the Houston Astros where he was two home runs away from a 40-40 season and put on a showcase that postseason hitting eight home runs in 12 games. Beltran ended up signing a mega deal with the New York Mets. And I would like to point out that during his time with the New York Mets, especially the 2006 postseason, Beltran was not nearly as good as he was in 2000. And the major difference is Carlos Beltran was headed towards free agency. He was trying to prove to everyone that he's the best player in the world so he can get a mega contract and he ended up getting one. And this doesn't just apply to hitters. Some pitchers have had some of their best seasons in walk years. CC Sabathia went 17-10 and 10 with 251 strikeouts in 2008 with the Cleveland Indians and the Milwaukee Brewers. Zach Greinke went 19-10 
10-3 with a 1.66 ERA in his last year with the LA Dodgers in 2015. And Garrett Cole went 20-9 with 326 strikeouts in his final year with the Houston Astros in 2019. And I know what some of you are thinking, that I just listed off a bunch of guys who are some great all-time players who could probably make it to the Baseball Hall of Fame, CC Sabathia, Zach Renke, and Carlos Beltran. And I understand that point, but you also can't deny that they had some of their best moments right before free agency hit. CC Sabathia was not going to throw 251 innings for the Milwaukee Brewers and the Cleveland Indians if it had not been for his impending free agency. If he was locked into a long-term contract, you would have never seen him pitch at that high of a volume. Him and Grinky both won Cy Youngs, but I think you can argue that their best moments were in those seasons when they were about to become free agents, and then they got those huge deals. CC Sabathia ended up going to the New York Yankees, and Zach Grenke went to the Arizona Diamondbacks, which ultimately really didn't pan out. Grenke was not the same guy. And Garrett Cole has been very good with the New York Yankees, but he has not been as good as he was with the Houston Astros in that final season. Everyone in the world wanted Garrett Cole. He got a huge deal. He's worth that money. He is an ace. But I don't think he's pitched at that same level. And I don't think you could argue that. He has not come close to that 326 strikeout number. He was pitching like that because of his impending free agency. I just find it weird that we live in a world where these teams love to take away one of the biggest motivating factors as to why a player would want to be great. It's to get that big contract. Nowadays, it feels like we're giving these players massive deals before they've even proven themselves. Like, I look at that Wander Franco contract with the Rays. We don't even know if Wander Franco is a great player yet, yet you've already given him a boatload of money. Why not wait to see if Wander Franco is a great player and then let him prove that he is one? In the 2004 postseason, Carlos Beltran proved he was one of the best players in all of baseball. In 2008, CC Sabathia proved he was the best pitcher in baseball. What is the downside to letting a superstar player earn their massive payday that they're going to end up getting anyway? Aaron Judge is far from the only Yankee star who has played with only one year left on their contracts. Second baseman Robinson Cano in 2013 had one of the best seasons of his career, hitting 314 with 27 homers and 107 RBIs. In 2007, catcher Jorge Posada had a 338 batting average. His career average was 273. Second baseman DJ LeMahieu won a batting title in 2020 with a 364 batting average. And outfielder Bernie Williams in 1998 hit 339. All of these players and countless others have arguably had their best seasons due to the fact that they were playing for huge paydays. Players are obviously motivated to win, but they're also motivated by job security in their futures, and most of them are not nearly as good once they get that long-term contract. Robinson Cano was not the same player with the Seattle Mariners as he was with the New York Yankees. And I will say, I am someone who in the past had some long-term question marks about Aaron Judge. Like, he almost felt like a phenom of the moment that he was going to be gone in a flash 
flash. I think this year he is proving to be a long-term commodity that the New York Yankees can rely on. I think he is proving he is worthy of an eight-year, $300 million type of deal. He's been a very good player in the past, but I think this is the first year you can say he's a legitimate MVP candidate, and not only that, the MVP frontrunner. The Yankees have gotten a lot of flack as an organization for not signing Judge to a long-term deal, and it's a fair point. His great play is probably making his price rise. I would argue they have played this the right way. There's no way that if they had locked up Judge to a 10-year deal this past offseason, that he would be having the season he's having. He's on pace for 65 home runs. A player has not reached 60 home runs since the steroid era with Bond, Sosa, and McGuire. I think it's also fair to question if the Yankees want to spend that much money on one player anymore. They seem to be out of that business for a while. I mean, they went in on Giancarlo Stanton. One would argue that really hasn't worked out. They're kind of like the Boston Red Sox. We don't know who they are anymore. I would say in 2005, the Yankees would have locked up a player like Aaron Judge to a 10-year deal in an instance because that used to be the identity of the New York Yankees and it also used to be the identity of the Boston Red Sox. Now we're looking at those teams and saying, well, are the Red Sox going to keep Raphael Devers? Are the Yankees going to keep Aaron Judge? These are not questions we were asking in the late 2000s. These teams were the big spenders. Now the big spenders are the Dodgers and Padres. Baseball is a very different sport right now, and these teams, the Red Sox and the Yankees, have changed dramatically. And maybe they're not spending like they used to because they've been burned so many times. I mean, how many bad contracts can you give a player before you go, I'm not going to give a 10-year deal anymore? Whether or not the New York Yankees end up keeping Aaron Judge, his upcoming free agency, I believe, is the biggest reason he is playing like the best player in all of baseball and not someone who's locked into a 10-year contract. I fully believe that. I think these players become less motivated when they are given these long-term deals, and it's not on purpose. But how could you not help but relax when you're given one of those deals? Bryce Harper is locked up for the next 11 seasons. Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis are locked up for a decade. I think it's hard to be motivated when you're locked up to those kind of huge deals. And I'm not saying those players are not going to have great seasons. I just think that that motivating factor that is a long-term contract is no longer there to motivate them. And that motivation has become undervalued in the sport of baseball. I do want to say one thing. I am on the side of the teams that these contracts have become too long. Like, Rafael Devers does not need to be signed to the Boston Red Sox for the next 12 years. And in the case of Judge, he is a 30-year-old outfielder. If the Yankees sign him to a 12-year deal, he will be 42 by the end of that contract. Name me a 42-year-old baseball player who is any good. None of these long-term deals have looked even decent at the very end of them. Miguel Cabrera looks like a hobbled version of himself. These long-term deals make our sports athletes look very bad at the end of them. Like, we don't 
want to see past icons look very bad. Like, remember all those old stuff of Willie Mays with the New York Mets and he wasn't the player he used to be? That's what these long-term contracts are going to look like. Like, what is Bryce Harper going to look like in 11 years? He's going to be a shell of himself. If the Phillies gave him 7 to 8 years, it wouldn't be as bad. I also think it's not very good for a player to be locked up to that kind of deal at 38 years old because you're going to be making a ton of money and all of the fans and the team are going to put a lot of pressure on you. And when you're not performing, they're going to get rid of you. Look at what the Angels did to Albert Pujols. There was no ceremoniously releasing him. They just dumped him because he was a bad contract. At some point, these deals just become bad. And really fast, I think the ideal baseball contract should be between seven and eight year deals. I remember that Red Sox contract that they gave Manny Ramirez. That was the perfect contract. He was coming from the Cleveland Indians. He was joining the Boston Red Sox. It was a lot of money, but he wasn't signed forever, and he was good that entire contract up until the very end. Even when they traded him away to the Dodgers, Manny Ramirez was still a big league outfielder. We are now watching Miguel Cabrera look like a backup. It's also really sad to watch these teams try to take back a really bad contract. We're all talking about the San Diego Padres, right? They just brought in Juan Soto. They have Fernando Tatis. They have Manny Machado. We all think the Padres are the future. And we're ignoring the fact that they just gave away Eric Hosmer, a guy who they signed to a very big contract. Now, was Eric Hosmer washed up when he signed with the Kansas City Royals? No. But they gave him a big contract to be one of the faces of their organization. And now they just gave him away to the Boston Red Sox. My point is, half the time these teams end up regretting giving out these big contracts in the first place. It's always great the first time you get that player and you sign him to that long-term deal. The first year is always great. The second year is always great. Even year five. It's year six, seven, and eight that are terrible to watch because those players are usually washed up. And I don't want to see that happen with Aaron Judge because I think very highly of him as a baseball player. He has never looked bad playing the sport of baseball in the major leagues. If the Yankees give him a 12-year deal, he will ultimately end up looking bad because, again, no 42-year-old is playing at elite level in the sport of baseball today. If I were the Yankees, I would give him a massive, massive salary but keep him below the 10-year mark. Like, an 8-year deal just makes all the sense in the world. Give him 8 and 300. Give him 8 and 400. Just don't give him a deal that has him playing for the New York Yankees into his 40s because believe me, nobody wants to see that. Looking at the future of Aaron Judge, I think it's safe to assume that this season will end up being his very best season once his career is done. Like This will be the season he ultimately does end up reaching 60 home runs. Like I don't think we can expect to see him ever do that again. I think this will be the season he wins MVP. I also think this is the season he could end up leading the New York Yankees to a World Series title. Because that's the thing that's missing from his resume is that performance in the postseason. All the great Yankees have won. That's the pressure for playing for this type of organization because of their historical past. They have Babe Ruth. They have Mickey Mantle. They have Reggie Jackson. Their outfielders have all won. All of their great outfielders have won multiple World Series titles. If Judge wants to touch that list, he's going to have to bring the Yankees to the World Series and he's 
is going to have to play a huge factor in them. I mean, it is very strange to think that the only great Yankee who hasn't won by the time his career ended was Don Mattingly. Now, you don't want that to be Aaron Judge because, again, this guy does have phenomenal power and you want him to be the face of your organization. You want him to be on that list of winners. I'm a Celtics fan, so I understand that I want to see Jason Tatum win an NBA Finals because I want him to join that list of the all-time great winners. That's what happens when you play for these organizations. Winning is above everything else. Yes, Aaron Judge is having an all-time regular season. He might end up hitting 60 free home runs, but at the end of the day, what does it all mean if he doesn't end up winning a World Series with that team? Especially if this is his final season, how are the Yankees going to look back at his time? How are Yankee fans going to look back at the time of Aaron Judge? Are they going to think about all the home runs? Are they going to think about the missed opportunities? I mean, no one wants to talk about it, but there is a chance that Aaron Judge ends up leaving the New York Yankees. And then you think about, well, the Yankees didn't end up winning anything with Giancarlo Stan and Aaron Judge. And then the Gary Sanchez, who was good for a while, they didn't end up winning. This is the Yankees' chance to end up winning. I think this team has a legitimate chance, and this could end up being Judge's final year with the Yankees. And what a great finale that would be for Judge's final year, be the year the Yankees win it all. I will say I think there's zero chance of that happening. If the Yankees end up winning the World Series, they're going to lock in Aaron Judge. Like, this isn't the Atlanta Braves letting Freddie Freeman go. Like, yeah, the Braves fans were upset, but they immediately replaced him with Matt Olson, who is a comparable player. There is no one to compare Aaron Judge to. Again, he's the only player who has any chance of hitting 60 home runs this season, and he's hitting 300. It would be a dark day in New York if Aaron Judge ends up leaving the New York Yankees. I'll also say this as a Boston Red Sox fan. I think it would be bad for baseball for Aaron Judge to leave a big market like the New York Yankees. I think that city needs a star like that. Yes, the Mets have Francisco Lindor, the Yankees have Stanton, and the Yankees also have Aaron Judge. I think they need to keep Aaron Judge because he really is the biggest star in the sport, in the biggest market in the sport. No one wants to see him leave for, say, the San Francisco Giants, who are a good organization, but there wouldn't be that buzz around him. There is, and he's also proven that he can handle playing in a big market. I think that's something we take for granted. Aaron Judge has been able to handle the pressure of being a New York Yankee. There hasn't been any scandals about him. He hasn't done the whole A-Rod caught for steroids thing. Like, there's been nothing on this guy. He has handled himself the right way playing for baseball's biggest team. Not everyone can handle that pressure. Look at Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo was really good with the Texas Rangers. At the very least, he could hit 200 and hit 40 bombs. Joey Gallo couldn't even hit home runs playing for the New York Yankees. You can't tell me the pressure didn't get to him. In closing, it's my belief that we are getting this amazing season from this player, Aaron Judge, because of his motivation to get that big contract in the offseason, and I don't understand why we all act like that's a bad thing. Oh, the Yankees need to sign him before the season, so I don't care about that. I care that we are witnessing one of the best offensive seasons I've ever seen, and if he were given that 10-year contract, I don't think we would be seeing it. Why rob us of seeing the very best that Aaron Judge has to offer? As a Red Sox fan, I would have loved to see Mookie Betts play out his 
tenure with the Red Sox because Mookie Betts with one year left on his contract would have had an amazing season. I was ticked off when the Red Sox signed Chris Sale one year prior to him becoming a free agent because I wanted Chris Sale to remind me he's a great pitcher to reprove himself. That's what contracts are for. You're supposed to earn them and right now Aaron Judge is earning his contract and where he goes so do the New York Yankees. I understand Yankee fans are probably not having the best time ever watching the best player in the sport playing for them under one year but I would tell them enjoy this season because I don't think you would have gotten it if he were given a long-term contract in the first place. It's a good thing that we don't know the future of Aaron Judge because it's what's motivating Aaron Judge to be the best player on planet Earth. Thanks for listening to this edition of Head to Head. I'm Cam McKinney and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So please rate, review, and subscribe.